0: That was great. The only problem with that is that we didn't get to sing. Only problem with that is that I can't sing. So you guys are gonna have to help me out, all right? As this happens, they're gonna auto-tune me, but you need to make this sound good. So please sing along. You better watch out.
1: You better not cry. You better not pout. I'm telling you why Santa Claus is coming. We're seeing the whole thing, by the way. He's making a list. He's checking it twice. Gonna find out who's naughty or nice. So be good for goodness sake. Oh, you better watch out. You better not cry. You better not pout. I'm telling you why Santa Claus is coming to town. Thank you.
0: About five of you are joining the worship team. I am not one of you five. Do you know why we sang that song? Because sometimes we treat God like he's Santa Claus. Like we really do. Sometimes we treat God like he's Santa. I don't think we'd ever say that, right? Like as a little skit was kind of showing, there's some similarities there. So just think, God or Santa, okay? I go to him when I want something. God or Santa? He's up there evaluating my behavior. God or Santa? If I'm good enough, I'll get what I want. God or Santa? I mean... Don't be wrong. No one's going to be up there like, yeah, I pray these worship songs to Santa. Like, Yeah, there's a difference, and we know it. But I think sometimes we get a little confused. Sometimes we approach God um, just with this mindset of, this is how good I've been. This is what I deserve. Or, God, I've messed up, so I don't deserve this. And when we go to God just with a mentality that's based on how good or bad we've been, I think we confuse our view of him a little bit. With a cosmic Christmas mascot, like like we get it a little wrong, not on purpose, but we do. So here's our main idea. It's pretty straightforward. Don't treat God like he's Santa Claus, right? Like that's our idea today. Is don't treat God like Santa Claus. Here's why, right? Three reasons. We don't belong on a naughty or nice list. God's gifts aren't earned, and God's best gift is Himself. Like that's why. So here's our first idea. Don't treat God like Santa Claus because we don't fit on a naughty or nice list. I love Christmas, like, excessively. I love everything about it. I love decorating for Christmas. I have probably made more Christmas decorating trips to TJ Maxx and Hobby Lobby than anyone in this room, except for, like, five of you. But, I'm serious. I've probably gone to one of those two places at least eight times. And on one of those trips there... I found this, or at least one like this, at Hobby Lobby. 60% off Christmas decorations, this was $6, I'm glad you asked. And uh, it's a naughty or nice abacus. It combines Christmas and accounting, one of my favorite and least favorite things. And I think sometimes this would be a very helpful tool. For example, a minute ago, some of you were not singing with me. You know who you are. You two carried me. Thank you. Very nice. I appreciate that. Some of you are wearing Christmas sweaters. I love and appreciate that. The worse they are, the more I love them. And some of you don't say Merry Christmas yet because it's too early. Haters. And I think sometimes we take this playful idea of a Christmas abacus and we think God's actually in heaven with Christmas abacus looking at us all year round evaluating every behavior we do something right nice do something wrong naughty and it's just tick 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 and we oscillate back and forth between a naughty or nice list and it's kind of how it works with santa right like if if we do enough nice things we end up on the nice side if we mess up too much we end up on the naughty side and that might work with santa claus but it doesn't work with god this breaks down problem is we still think this way so there's another reason this doesn't work it's because we have a biased view of ourselves. Let me show you. A lot of us, specifically those of us here in this room, live or have driven in Columbus, Indiana. Great city. Big fan. Seen some roundabouts here. And uh, I've seen some drivers here. And so I just want you to picture in your mind the average driver in Columbus, Indiana. I want you to raise your hand if you're an above average driver for Columbus, Indiana. Just actually, actually, think about it. Okay. All right. Now, I want you to think about whether or not you're a below-average driver. Don't raise your hand. We're not going to shame you. I mean, I want to, but I I like working here, so I shouldn't. Um, Here's the deal. What we just did is like, yeah, hey, are you above-average at driving here in Columbus, Indiana? And I guarantee that some people who raise their hand, like, there's some people like, am I above-average yet? Like, I'm ready. Yes, absolutely. And there's some people who are actually probably fantastic drivers who didn't raise their hands. Not because they weren't even paying attention, but because they're just like, oh, I don't know. And they're taking maybe a lower view of themselves than they should. And there's some people who have too high a view of themselves. Like, we have biased views of ourselves. We're not always right. God's not like that. God sees us perfectly. He also doesn't see us like this. So God has an accurate view of us, but it's not a naughty or nice list. This breaks down. God's view of us is a little different. We get a We get a better picture of that from Colossians chapter 1. So Colossians 1, 21 says this. This includes you who were once far away from God. So this is people who are following God, but once far away from God, you were his enemies. Heavy word. Separated from him by your evil thoughts and actions. That's, that's pretty loaded and heavy. It's also true. Like without Jesus, this is where we're at. Like we're not on the naughty list, okay? Like, the naughty list is like a little kid knows Santa's coming and then takes the milk and cookies because that seemed good to him. But it's more like evil. So evil is like a kid that knows Santa's coming and makes a plan to jump him and take all of the toys. And I was not successful, so that's good. Uh, and that's light, but this is heavy. Like, without Jesus, that's where we are. Enemies of God separate him from bum- separated from him by our evil thoughts and actions. Because God is so holy, our actions, our sin that separates us from God, man, it's not naughty or nice, man, it's evil. And it keeps going because it doesn't stop there. And so the next verse says, yet now he has reconciled you to himself through the death of Christ in his physical body. As a result, he has brought you into his own presence, and you are holy and blameless as you stand before him without a single fault. That's so much better than being on a nice list, right? It's not just naughty or nice. It's enemies away from God. Or instead of just nice, you no, know, getting to stand before God without a single fault. It's righteous is the term for it. And considered holy before God. Not because of our actions, because of what Jesus did. We don't fit on a naughty or nice list. It doesn't work like that. It's enemies of God or saved. Reconciled to God. Not because of ourselves, not because we earned it, not because we got ourselves there, but because of what Jesus did. So God's not up in heaven viewing us with that Christmas abacus, going back and forth, naughty nice, naughty nice. He's up there like, hey, either man, they are separated from me because of their sin, or they are righteous before me. Man, they're holy before me. I look at them and I see what Jesus did. Man, and I'm proud of them and I love them. Like We don't have to worry about God being in heaven, evaluating every behavior, deciding how he feels about us. There are two lists, but we don't go back and forth all the time. Like, it's pretty simple and straightforward. Separated from God or reconciled to him. And we can't earn our way to God. It's actually another difference between God and Santa. So what we're going to do is we're going to not treat God like Santa because we don't earn God's gifts. We earn Santa's gifts, right? But we're going to not treat God like Santa. So don't treat God like Santa because we don't earn God's gifts. This is kind of embarrassing, but we're going to do it anyway. It's going to be helpful. So this is a replica of the World Cup trophy. All right, World Cup's going on right now. United States national team bowed out yesterday, but, you know, we did better than people thought. Proud of it. In our pursuit of a golden trophy that looks like this. I won this trophy when I was nine years old. Uh, I was very proud of it. It's my favorite one out of any trophy I ever got growing up. It's heavy. It's like a real replica of the World Cup. Um, I was on the Rockets, we defeated the Yellow Jackets, we had bright green uniforms, we were amazing, and this sat very proudly in my closet um, until I moved out of the house. Like, I looked at this every day when I got ready for school because I was a champion and I needed to dress like it, right? I found out embarrassingly recently but I, in fact, did not win this trophy. This was included in the registration fee that my parents paid before, like, the season started. This is a participation. I won nothing. My dad paid for this. I don't like telling you guys it because I was so proud, but, yeah, I didn't earn this. Man, we don't earn God's gifts. I think sometimes we think about it, right, and we think about how we can earn God's gifts or his favor or his blessings or fill in the blank. But We don't earn God's gifts any more than I earned that World Cup replica trophy in the spring of 2005, we don't, we don't earn God's gifts. We can earn gifts from Santa, right? When we earn our way and we behave our way onto the nice list, then we're going to get what we want. Sometimes I think we confuse God and Santa and we approach God that way. Have you seen the good things I've done? Have you seen how I've behaved? Have you seen how I've been generous, how I've served, how I didn't type out what I wanted to type out on social media? Like, God, did you see how good I've been? Have I been good enough to get what I want now? I think we do that sometimes, right? We're asking God for stuff because of how good we've been. God, I have behaved this year. Can I have that drone, that new camera, that vacation? Sometimes it's a little bit, you know, more in depth. It's God, can I have this relationship fixed? Can I have my family mended? Can I please have a significant other so I don't have to go home to Aunt Becky on Thanksgiving again? Can I have that promotion at work? Just fill in the blank. These are things we ask God for. And I think sometimes we approach him because we have been good enough. We believe God will give us what we want. Kind of like taking a list to Santa. We take a list to God. We call it a prayer list. And, you know, we bow our head and fold our hands and stuff. But it's still a Christmas wish list that we think we've earned. And we don't earn God's gifts. He gives them to us not because of our behavior but because of his character. Because God is loving towards us and cares about us. He gives us good gifts whether or not we think we've earned them. Um, It's dangerous to view blessings and gifts from God as something that we are entitled to based on our behavior. A better view is found in 1 John chapter 4. This is how it's described. God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so we might have eternal life through him. This is real love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and he sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. That is the best gift we could get. And it's not because we love God. It's really specific. It's not because we love God. It's not because we behaved. It's not because we earned it. It's because of who God is. Because God loved us, he gave. All right? Like We can't earn God's gifts. That's just not how it works. Um, God's blessings are based on his character, not our behavior. But sometimes, I kind of wish God was a little bit more like Santa. Like, I honestly wish... That God was more like Santa. Because if God's blessings were earned, then I would have a way to control the situation. I don't think we'd use those, that language necessarily. But if I knew that if I did the right things, I would get the outcome I wanted. Like a nice list and a gift list from Santa. If God worked that way, then I would be able to control my situation. There's a problem with that. That actually puts us in control over God. If we know that we act a certain way, God then has to give us a certain gift. Who's in charge? That's our God. He puts us in charge. puts us in control. I don't make a very good God. I've heard a lot of people based on the results of my actions and choices. And chances are, you may have too. Ultimately, we don't need to be the one in control. God does a better job of being God than we could. And when we approach God thinking that our behavior earns us something from him, like a specific gift or a blessing, and that actually puts us in control over God. And that's not how it works. We don't earn God's gifts. And honestly, God's gifts aren't always the ones that we pick. Sometimes we even misprioritize them. So that's kind of our third thought here, is not to treat God like Santa, because God's best gift is himself. Right? Don't treat God like Santa, because God's best gift is himself. Santa gives good gifts, though, just for the record. Like, I got some great gifts from Santa. The best one was a foosball table. I love that thing. Family played that all the time. Uh, I've got BB guns. Those were fun. I've got a basketball goal. That wasn't Santa's best year, honestly. Like, that was just a miss. But still appreciate you, Santa. Thank you. Um, No, like, Santa gave great gifts. God gives better gifts. Like, peace. Basketball's fun, but, I mean... Our world needs a whole lot of peace and joy and hope, like an expectation for a better future. Wisdom, new perspectives, new relationships, new purpose and meaning in life. God can give all of those things better than a gift Santa can give. God often gives those gifts through relationships. The best relationships we have are often gifts from God. And speaking of relationships, it's like I've got some fun news to share with you guys. Uh, Veena and I got engaged last Friday night. That was fun. Yeah. Uh, It was, it was awesome. It was a a special night. We're surrounded by friends and family and people we love. Uh, we actually got engaged right here because give or take a couple inches because we wanted to kind of make that decision on the platform we get to serve from. Like it was, it was a really special night. Um, and it didn't just like start there. Like I can kind of trace our relationship back. It started with an invitation to play volleyball uh, where I asked if she played and if she was good. And she said no. And I thought she was being humble and she was just being honest. Uh, whoops. My bad team. Um, but uh, it, like there were lots of decisions and everything and conversations and dates. And I remember buying a ring and uh, sitting by myself in my room with the ring looking at it like, all right, it's kind of shiny. I'm thinking about like what it cost me not just money but time and energy and uh and i found myself just praying and just talking to god like, god i'm so grateful for her. like i love her so much thank you and i kind of felt like a gentle voice like yeah you love me a lot do you love me more like i i kiss her more is this a trick question <laughs> and and it wasn't it's just like yeah i, I don't know um some days it's like a really easy answer Like, yeah, absolutely I love you more, God And some days that's harder And it's tricky And, and I don't know And the solution's not Be like, oh, hey Well, I'm just gonna love Vina less Like, no, that, that's not the solution here uh, She's an incredible girl She's worthy of more love And respect and admiration Than I can give her you No, know, no, the solution is to love God more It's not to devalue another person It's to love God more It's just this reminder that As incredible as she is And that relationship is a gift from God And the giver of the gift is still better Right? We want to love the giver more than the gift. Man, God gives the best gifts. We still want to love the giver more than the gift. So maybe that's like too sappy and mushy-feely for you, and that's fine, but that's the mode I'm in. But for you, maybe it's something a little as light as like football, like an awesome sport you can watch and enjoy. Man, that can be a gift from God. Or hunting or fishing or maybe it's Christmas time, and so it's having family come in and getting to have that really important family time together. Maybe it's going to grandma's house or having the kids come to yours. Like, there's a lot of things that we can love that are incredible gifts from God. And we should love those. But also, we should love the giver more than the gift, right? We should still love God more than the gifts that he gives. God's best gift isn't any of those things. God's best gift is himself. Like, the relationship he invites us to have with him is the best gift. Better than all these amazing things he can give us. The giver is still better than the gift, it's just mind-blowing to think that there's a God that created the world, that knows everything, that's all-powerful, that knows every single thing I've done that's wrong. And was like, yeah, and I love you. and I want a relationship with you. Like, that's an incredible gift. And that gift started long before Jesus came to earth and what we celebrate as Christmas. But Christmas was the arrival of God in human form on the world's greatest rescue mission so that we could be reconciled to him. So here's the short version of the Christmas story. It's Matthew 1, 18 through 21. This is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother, Mary, was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man and did not want to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break the engagement quietly. And as he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, Do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. For the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. That's Christmas. There is a hope, and a peace, and a joy, and a depth of purpose that is brought about by God's greatest gift. See, the manger in the cross are directly tied to each other. The manger leads to the cross. See, that baby grew up. He lived a perfect life. He died a death he didn't deserve. And you and I, we have something called sin. We talked about earlier. That sin separates us from God. Jesus grew up without any sin, so he did not deserve to die at all. But he chose to, so that we could have a relationship with God that starts now and lasts forever. And that's the greatest gift. And that gift gives life so much more purpose and meaning like there's a depth of fulfillment and joy and hope and peace and patience that our lives can have because of a relationship with jesus that we just miss without him and i know what my life is like with and without jesus and it's very different and god's greatest gift is himself so what do you do with a gift right wrap it hide it put in a stocking re-gift it white elephant it yeah for christmas but for this, what do you do? Receive the gift. Like it, It's simple. It's just receive the gift. So Christianity, I'm sorry, is all based around not just Christmas, but the cross. It's that belief that Jesus' death on the cross offers us a gift. It's the opportunity to be reconciled to God. Remember earlier, we're talking, it's not a naughty or nice list. Like Either we are separated from God because of our actions, because of our sin, or we're reconciled to God because of Jesus it's not naughty or nice. We can't earn our way to God. It's a gift, though. If you want to receive the gift, here's how. First, it takes humbling yourself. So like, man, I need this, and I can't get to God on my own. There's a holy, perfect God, and I'm separated from him because of my sin, and I cannot be good enough to earn my way to him. So instead of trying and failing, man, I'm going to receive what Jesus did. So it's humbling. yourself. hey, God, like, I'm a sinner, and I need you. I can't get to you on my own. And then it's believing that Jesus is who he said he is, that he's fully God and fully man at the same time, that he lived a perfect life, that he died a death he didn't deserve, that instead of us trying to earn our way to God, that Jesus made that possible by his actions, not ours. And then confessing him as Lord, something you can do mentally or with your mouth, but it's this idea of saying, hey, I'm not going to be in charge of my life anymore. Instead of living life my way and doing it my way, I'm going to choose to follow God. I'm going to let him reshape my heart and my priorities. So my life's not all about me, but it's going to be about him because he's God and I'm not. When we do those things and we receive that gift, like at that point, instead of being separated from God, we're reconciled to him because of what Jesus did. So what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to give us a chance to pray that. Um, Maybe this is something you did a long time ago. Maybe you're saying, yeah, I want to do that, but I don't know how. Here's the deal. What I'm about to do, like, these are just words. They're my words. They're not magic words or special words. What matters is the posture of your heart. If you want to do this before God, that's what matters. So I'm going to pray for us. If you want to, for the first time, you can pray that. If you've done it before, you can pray it again. But this is how someone is reconciled to God, by praying something like this. God, I'm a sinner. I'm separated from you. Like I I don't deserve to have a relationship with you. I can't be good enough to earn my way to you. I'm not going to try. Um, I can't but you made it possible. Jesus, when you came and you lived a perfect life and died a death that you didn't deserve, you hung on a cross, you were buried, you rose from the dead. You did what I couldn't. And so instead of me trying to be good enough, I accept and I believe that what you did reconciled me to God. So I'm going to follow you. I don't always know how yet, I don't know what all it looks like, but instead of living life with myself as a main character, I'm going to follow you and I'm going to let your priorities become my priorities. And I'm going to let you change my heart from the inside out. So I'm going to trust you. Instead of earning my way to you, God, I trust that what you did was enough. Amen. If you would prayed that for the first time, hey, tell me afterwards. Tell one of my friends down front. We'd love to know. Pray with you. Encourage you. Answer any questions. But if you did that for the first time, what you just did is you were just reconciled to God. Instead of trying to earn your way to him, God brought you to him in that prayer because of what Jesus did. And if you've done that before, okay, then that's not your step. Here's your step. Not just to receive the gift, but to remember the gift. Remember the gift. You've already been given that. And yet sometimes we can live our lives like we still have to earn our way to God. And that's exhausting. We can't. That's part of why we were given the gift in the first place is because we couldn't earn our way to God. And so instead of trying to earn our way there, we'd remember that we were already given that gift. And I bet that's going to change how you experience Christmas this year to make it a lot more enjoyable there's a lightness that comes when we know hey not only can we not earn our way to God but we don't have to and he loves us right where we are and he wants us to grow So this Christmas season and enjoy it with him pray talk to God about the stuff you see or experience and read the Christmas story in the Bible learn about how it happened and sing Christmas songs not that are just fun but also that have meaning like the one we're gonna sing in just a minute just enjoy Christmas with God because you remember the gift that you were given So, I'm going to pray for us one more time. Not just that we'd receive the gift, but that we would remember it. And we'd enjoy this Christmas like nothing else. God, would you help us to enjoy this Christmas? Not just from a commercialized perspective or even family time. But would you help us to enjoy this Christmas because we remember what you did for us. And that it started when you came and you came down as a baby. And you grew up and you lived a life that we could never live. God, to pay a debt we could never pay. So would you help our hearts overflow with gratitude for who you are and what you did, for the people who just received the gift for the first time, to help them grow in their relationship with you. And for those of us where our job is to remember, would you help us to remember why we celebrate? We get to celebrate not just because you came and you brought hope, but you brought hope at great costs, with gifts we couldn't earn, but we'll never deserve. But that you gave because you love us. God help us not treat you like Santa Claus, but to treat you like our king who's worthy of our worship and our praise and our celebration. Thank you for Christmas. Amen.